What's going on, Spurs Nation? It's your home for the post-game show that you never want to miss. After the buzzer, once that po- once that buzzer ends, you need to be heading over here or to SSPN, right, when they do their post-game <laughs> shows, or to TSR, or, you know, at the line, if anyone's doing all the content. Can never get enough content. But thank you guys for hanging out, those of you guys that are here right now live. And if you're not, you know, watching live, if you're listening to this um, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts, thank you for listening. Make sure to uh, go ahead and scroll down and rate this podcast five stars. Um, but what's going on, guys? Uh, the Spurs fall to the Dallas Mavericks, uh, 99 to 104. With me today, guys, I got the the dynamic duo of Ethan Quintero and Jude McLaren from SSPN. Um, what's going on, fellas? Can't, can't, I, don't, I don't know who was <laughs> I'm having a great day, man, other yeah. than the, the uh, disappointing loss to the Mavericks, of course. Uh, okay, so we're getting a little bit jumpy on the audio again. Is that is that you, Ethan, or no? Can you hear hey, that? I Jude. Yeah, I could I could hear it a little bit there. All right, oh. it's okay. We're we're, we're going to see what's up. That, we're that we're going to we keep. Go yeah, we'll we'll keep rolling with it. But yeah. going back to this yeah. game, it's just another tough string of losses in this whole, you know, escalade since the Magic game, basically, right? Yeah. Um, and we were just talking about it a little bit off air, and it's just kind of frustrating because. We're in every game, and it's just obviously that it's a young team. We're, we're talented enough to win these games, but we're not experienced enough to win yeah. these games. And so I think it's just a little bit frustrating for people like you and me who are like really digging deep and watching these games and analyzing them to where it's just we're like, ah, we're like we, we want to win them so bad. We want these young guys to have that moment to like because we don't want them to lose their confidence. But at the same time, it's like this is probably how a lot of games are going to go this year, realistically. You know, it's it's a uh, it's not you know that surprising. Like we all kind of saw this. I think everyone kind of saw this out there, like coming right. That it was like a tough first twenty games, and there's a chance that we might come out of these twenty games with a really tough like record, like maybe less than five or six wins out of these first twenty games. But we'll see, man. We'll see how that goes. But this was, like you said, another learning experience for this young team, and it always it got it kind of. Kind of sucks when when you got to learn the hard way a little bit. But um, those of you guys that are watching with us or if you're listening to this live, uh, we do a few things on this show, right? On this post game show, we're gonna give out a game ball. We're gonna talk a couple big stats. We're gonna do a, a glow spot, and we're gonna talk about a grow spot, right? That's a good area from the game, and then an area that we can still improve on. Um, and then after the after we get done with those segments, uh, we're gonna go ahead and I'm gonna open up the live chat. So if you're listening to this uh, post live or you're watching post live and you want to get in the chat room. After a post game and, and talk Spurs, uh, make sure that you tune in live after the buzzer and go to Spurs2TV.com to check out the schedule of um, post game shows coming to you guys. All right. So the first thing we're going to do, Spurs Nation, is give out a game ball. So let's get to it. There was a couple new qualifying contestants for me in tonight's game, but I'm gonna go ahead and throw it to you, Ethan. Let's check out. Let's check out that audio. It's the moment of truth, right? Uh, Ethan, a game ball man. Uh, who are you dishing it to? I'm gonna dish it shit to. Is it working? Is it working better? No. We still got. We Let me still switch got over to my over to my normal uh, other you know, computer micro microphone. Might as well as well. Go for it. <laughs> go for it. We're gonna bring you back whenever you're ready. Just flag us down. All right. So, uh, Jude, I'll throw it to you first, man. Um, Game ball, man. Who's getting it for you tonight? 
it's got to be DeJounte Murray. I know that at the end, I, I even have a, a Spurs group chat where I have some friends and they were a little frustrated, like, DeJounte, you got to make that tip in there. But my thing, the first thing I thought when I saw that text was, yeah, but without DeJounte, there's not even an opportunity for that tip in to happen. Um, I think also another person that at this point you could just give the game ball to every single game is Jakob Pertl, um, yeah. just because of the way that he is holding down the paint for us. I mean, his room protection. We'll get into that later. I don't want to jump forward, but going yeah. back to DeJounte, um, he really seems to have an effective bag, and it seemed like he got more comfortable with with those mid-rangers and e even the three-pointers too. His three-point shooting has improved. Um, you can tell that sometimes he's still a little bit short on his shot overall, but it's like we're seeing less and less of that every game. And yeah. once again, I mean, another almost triple-double for him. This seems like something that could be a nightly thing and something that Ethan said to me before on SSPN coming into this year is that if DeJounte could just get a little bit better in every category, he'd average around 27-7. and seven. And as more games are progressing, um, it really seems like that's what DeJounte um, may end up doing this year. He has that ability, right? Like, it's already, it's already what, we're four or five games in to the season? We're five games in. Mm -hmm. And he already got his first one the other night, right? So uh, I think they're going to keep coming as well, like you guys are saying. How are you doing, Ethan? Is it sound? I know it's going to sound worse, yes. but can you hear me? No, no, no echo, no. No, no echo? it's good. Okay, you're it's no repeat. You're good. Going, Game ball, Ethan. Time. Game ball, <laughs> I'm going to have to echo exactly what Jude said, DeJounte Murray, for all the reasons that he said. But the biggest one for me, the biggest glaring thing, when he's on the court, we saw how we started. We started very hot. I thought, oh, my gosh, we're going to blow out the Dallas Mavericks. This is going to be out awesome. We're finally yeah. moving with some cohesion. Our offense looks good. Our defense looks good. We're moving in transition. And as soon as he steps off the court – we just can't find a basket and nobody can get open. Nobody's shot can fall. And it's just his his presence on the court is so profound in every way. As soon as he leaves, it's extremely noticeable, especially offensively. I mean, defensively, of course, because he's our best perimeter defender. But the fact that we can't find a bucket is just it's it's um it's alarming. It's very alarming because he can't play all 48 minutes. Um, so that's the reason he definitely deserves the game ball because without him, it would not have been this close at all. In those closing moments in these games, these past few games, it's been DJ, the one that has been the one to be able to put the ball in the hole. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys would agree with me. It's like, man, like, you know, De uh, Devin Vassell has been getting some of those late game looks. He hasn't been able to knock them down. Um, Derek White as well, right? Like he hasn't been able to put the ball in the hole really that much. And mm -hmm. um, in the end of games, it's it's been really just Der – it's been – it's been DeJounte. I'd say and, Lonnie a little bit too, but he and, gets taken out a lot at the end. Man, I was shouting, I was shouting at the TV uh today, like, like, are we gonna put Lonnie and Bryn? Like uh, the only time I've ever caught myself asking to put Bryn in the game, late in the game. I'm like, can we put Lonnie and Bryn or one of them, please? Just one of them, like in these last two, three minutes. But but they rolled with this group and and it's it's I it, that might be a learning thing. We'll we'll get into that in a little bit. Um but late in games, man, it's been Dejounte either putting the ball in the hole or or diming to Jakob and Derek. You know, getting Jakob involved down the stretch, and those have really been, you know, only the two guys that have been able to come through with us, come through for us. You know, from beginning to end, right? And 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 ending, and and most importantly, I'm talking about here. We need a couple other guys to step up down the stretch. But game ball, right? Talking about like who I'm dishing this one to. Um, man, I wanted to give it to Jakob again. I gave I gave Murray the game ball. Um a few days ago against the Lakers uh, for his triple double, right? Or did, no, he, did he have the triple double against LA? Yes. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, so he balled out 
I'm going to give it to someone else. And because and, there was a couple, you know, new heads that popped up here, I think. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and give it to Lonnie Walker. He got the start tonight. Um, he was five for 11 from the field, um, only two for seven from the three point line. But, you know, they were big in that third quarter when that dude, Lonnie was huge for us there in that second half, uh, especially in that third quarter. And this is actually back to back games where we actually get like a huge performance out of Lonnie in the third quarter coming out of halftime. So that's, that's, that's a good sign. That's a good trend. Um, he made both of his free throws, um, 14 points tonight. I just felt like he, he pulled us out of that hole that, you know, I think Jakob ended up ending that 13 point that 13, what did we miss? Like 13 shots in a row. Uh, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Was it, was that in the second quarter? No. Yes. It was yes. in the second, second quarter, quarter, right? Yep. Second quarter. And Jakob got that layup finally. Yeah, and then Lonnie hit maybe one. I don't know. But anyways, I'm going to give it to Lonnie, man. I, I was happy the, with what he did on the defensive end. Most importantly, he had a, he had a steal, I think. Um, and that weak side help spot in the corner. I, I think he's shown a lot of improvement in this game as from as being a, a help defender. Um, I think that's a huge thing for Lonnie. And I, him getting the starting nod today over maybe like Vassell. I'm kind of like advocating to get Vassell in that starting li lineup, but... Um, I really like what Lonnie did tonight. Um, gave us that lift that that we needed for a little bit there. Um, so, yeah, that's my game ball. Um, so we're going to go ahead and talk some big stats, Spurs Nation, when we get right back. Okay, so the first like stat, just whatever. Okay, right. We had a twenty-three to three-point lead. Y'all want to just talk about this lead at all before we kind of get yeah, into it? Yeah, I'm cool. All right, with that. so so uh, Ethan, let me throw it to you, man. Like, or you, you kind of talked, mentioned it earlier on in the episode that you were kind of riding high in that in the beginning of this game. But uh, what did that lead show you, if anything? It showed me what we're capable of when we have our best five in the game and they're all moving with energy and with with like they're just they obviously wanted to get out and and move quickly and score in transition and play great defense and they did that and they were very good at that and it seemed to me like as soon as the the, the second unit started to come in we kind of like took our foot off the gas a little bit um which is you know unfortunately what's going to happen when we have such a young team they're just not experienced in that level they don't know you got to keep your foot on the gas for all 48 minutes or a team like the Mavericks with an MVP caliber player is going to make their run and come back and ultimately win the game. Um, but that, that, that small run we had in the first quarter, that's the ceiling. I think this season, that's what we have to look forward to. If everybody can get on the same page and just the, this, the pace of our offense was amazing. We were getting up, we were forcing a lot of turnovers. We were active hands. Everybody was playing together with a lot of vocalization um, on communication on defense. It just, everything was working. There were no flaws in our game for that small run. And we just couldn't could couldn't keep it up moving into the second quarter, and ultimately it just uh, we could we could never find that momentum again once we lost it. Yeah, what do you think, Jude? I mean, I was texting a friend earlier, and I was like, we came in like the beginning of this game. We came in, and it was like, oh, these dudes are pissed off from the Lakers game. I, I read what Devin said. You know, it's really frustrating losing all these close games, and it was like in that first minute they just took it out on the Mavericks. And then afterward, when they were like, oh, we're up like 25 to two or whatever, we're good. Mm -hmm. And they weren't good. <laughs> and, mm -hmm. and, you know, they learned. And it's going back. It's a, it's a very talented team, a very young team, but a team 
you know, without experience. So, <laughs> so, so I'm sure like everybody was looking at the score in that first quarter, like what the heck is going hey, Ron, on? There you go. Oh, there you go. My bad. <laughs> You're good. My bad. How long were you up there? Just uh, like five. Not minutes. long enough. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, man. Uh, sorry, Jude. If if that You're was good. if that was over you. Um, no. I thought I had put him away a little bit earlier. Anyways, um, no, dude, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, I heard that Dallas actually found themselves like in a 16 to two hole against when they played against Toronto a few games ago. So it was like 18 to three. And then it's almost like, oh, okay, here we go again. So they had actually been in this position before where they start off extremely, extremely slow. Um, and then, you know, I didn't know if maybe it was Dallas. Was it was it us playing good or was it Dallas just kind of not bringing it? Uh, I think they they had like two turnovers and like four or five missed shots, um, right in that open those in that opening mm -hmm. sequence. Yeah. And I, and we took advantage of that, right? Like we we took advantage of that. And we built that lead, which was awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was great. I was very excited, just like you guys. I was like, oh my god, I, we're killing them! I was like, oh my god, what the hell's <laughs> going on? I was like, oh my god, we're we're, we're gonna take this division, right? I was already hyped up. Um, but no, so that went away. Okay, so so any other big stats uh, from you, Jude? I'm gonna throw it to you first, man. Yeah, so my big stats and one of the few positives <laughs> we got Ethan up there again. I guess it's just not let it doesn't nah, nah. it doesn't want to show me. It doesn't want to show me. Nah, that was, uh, that was at all. No, that was on, that was on purpose. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Um, but going back to the big stat, uh, okay. so eleven blocks in the third quarter. We had already had our season high, even though it's only four or five games. Um, with nine in the third quarter, and obviously you saw that Derek block later, which was crucial, even though it ended up, you know. Being for not in the end, not getting the W, but yeah. still, uh, Jakob's rim protection and the tenaciousness of him and Derek. Um, and I believe there are some other guys who contributed some blocks tonight as well, but yeah. those two guys for sure, despite Derek's struggles throughout the season, the one thing that he's done really well, um, is block. And that's what the whole team did did really well tonight. And you love to see that. I was Eubanks. That's who I forgot. He had two blocks tonight. Yes, Eubanks yeah. came in and had two blocks tonight. And that's huge. That was a mm -hmm. that was something he hadn't done in, in the past couple games that we saw. So if he can do that and Jakob can do that consistently, that'll be huge for our rim protection and paint defense. What do you think, uh, Ethan? Uh, big stat, there's two for me. Uh, it's We shot 40% from three-point land, which is really good. Uh, a pretty good improvement from the previous games. Uh, that's a, you know, a great thing, but however, mm. we still shot 64% from the free throw line and that's just not going to cut it. We missed seven in a row last game and now we're still not shooting well at all. And it's unfortunately Keldon Johnson and Jakob Pertle and Derek missed, oh no, not Derek, excuse me, just, uh, Keldon Johnson and Jakob Pertle. They're really dragging down that efficiency down from the line. We have to hit those shots if we're going to win these games. Like we would have won the Lakers game, and we really would have been right there to win this game uh, if we were just knocking down those easy free throws. If we made all of them, we would have won tonight too. Yeah, yeah, it's little things. I, I I think I talked about that too in the last episode. I was just like, it's it's funny because look, yes, we're we're one in four. It sucks. Our, our record does not show how kind of you know awesome we're playing right now. And and what kind of what does tell you is that, yeah, we're one and four, but our four losses come within 25 points, all four of them together, right? So it's just like, we're not getting blown out. We're in these games to the end, and we're just we're just taking all these, like, hard knock lessons early on the season. But, you know, we've I'm pretty sure you guys talked about it, too. It's just, that's a good thing. Like, this is actually a good thing. If we take this step back 
from from long term uh, right? yes long term versus short term <laughs> long term and and but i'm talking about even like this season it's good you know because it's a long season all we need is exactly. like a, a couple of three or four game win streaks here and there bam bam and we're right back in this thing um but big stats for me tonight i mean we only had six steals that's that's pretty low for us i think we've been we've been averaging around like nine or ten steals per game uh you know turnovers we had 14 turnovers as well um Another big stat for me was just like, dude, like, how do you miss 13 shots in a row? And it was just, it was just like that lack of energy, man. They had no rhythm too. They they had like no rhythm to, to anything. And and it kind of felt like tired legs. Right. But I mean, that's, that's one heck of a, of a dry spell, right? Like it was, it was the last, if I'm not mistaken, it was like the last four or five minutes of the first quarter. Yep. And and then like the first three or four minutes of the second quarter, we just couldn't score the ball. Mm-hmm. And it was and that honestly just let I mean, that's that's that, when Jalen Brunson started going crazy. Oh, my God. Talk about big stats. Twenty. No, wait, it was where is he? Where is he? The dude killed us to a 19. No. Yeah. 19 points. Dude had seven rebounds. How does Jalen? How does yeah. how does how does he get seven rebounds? At the end of the game, I was like, Devin, like I know that you're oh. young, but like, dude, how are you letting Jalen Brunson out rebound you? I was he like, got, you're six seven, dude. Like he he got uh, the biggest rebound of the game. That mm-hmm. offensive rebound, man. Oh my goodness, man. That that sucked. But uh, five assists too for for Brunson. Yeah, and that's no hate. Like I, I know I. This is something that it was inevitably going to happen. Like with a player like Devin. Like I'm not trying to be like. You know, like, oh my God, we can we gotta cut him because of that play. It's just that yeah. was just a tough play to watch. And it's like once again goes back to this young team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh it was good to see Devin though. Uh he hit that one shot down the stretch that that yeah. he kind of like crept up crucial. into the paint, cre- creeped up into the paint a little bit and just kind of put it up. That was good for him. That was good for his confidence, I feel, because like he had missed that shot in the previous like two games that kind of late you know, fourth quarter shot that we kind of need him to hit. Uh, so that was good for him. But anyways, um, huge stat of the night. Freaking Sparty went off, right? Dude, uh, dude let me see. Five for seven. Five for yep. seven from the three-point line. Unbelievable, bro. Um, I was. I, it's funny because, like, when he's going off, you're like, okay, he's going to stay in the game. You got to live. You kind of got to live with his defense. And But it, he, he was knocking down shots tonight, so I thought that was huge. I think he's a much improved defender after that year in Milwaukee as well. There were times where he was posting up on Luca and doing a pretty good job. Like, look, Mm -hmm. he's Bryn Forbes. We know, you know, we know what it is. There's going to be some times where he gets beat on defense, but still his effort and just his positioning on guys is much improved um, Mm -hmm. from before. And just another note on that. If we can get Bryn to shoot like this also, like if he shot like this in the last three games and we'd have Doug McDermott when he gets back mm-hmm. from his injury, when those two guys are going to be consistently hitting threes, that could also be the difference for us and these young guys because it's like if, if the young guys could play the same way as they always do, but you get two more threes from Doug in this game and you still have, uh, you know, Bryn's threes, you win the game. So, yeah, that's like the 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 ideal scenario, right? Having right. Dougie and Bryn going off in the same game, but it was just good to see him kind of get some, get some, like just some good run underneath him. Cause it's been tough for him. I feel like he's, yeah. he hasn't even, when he's on the floor, it's like, I feel like he can't even like, he's like, he's just getting pushed around and shit. Like, like I just, I'm like, dude, come on, man. Like step it up a little bit, but, but he did tonight. He had, he had, yeah. a, he had a great game tonight. Um, I feel like it felt forced in kind of all the other games with Bryn and even his first shot tonight did. 
Um, like in the step back mid ranges, like we just don't need that from Bryn. Um, the majority of the time, at least the super long ones. Um, but tonight it was like he finally got in rhythm, and lo and behold, he hit five threes. Yeah, huge. I got the cringe every time he dribbles the basketball, though. It's like, God, just give it to somebody else, Bryn. God, please Dude, just it, shoot it, the ball. In my opinion, in the first four games, this is really the only game where I've kind of seen him get open, really. I feel like he hasn't mm-hmm. been able to get open. Like, yeah. I don't, yeah, and so exactly. I don't know. Just people are headhunting him a little bit different. Maybe they're putting better defenders on him. I mean, I don't know. He was he, he and Jalen Brunson were kind of matched up tonight, so that was entertaining to watch. But it sucks, man, seeing him just go to work yeah. on us. Yeah. All right, guys. So when we get right back, we're gonna go ahead and talk about a glow spot. That's an area that we thought the Spurs actually shined in tonight. Um, you know, maybe the glow was a little bit dimmer than than other times, but there's still a little glow there. All right, go Spurs, go Spurs Nation. So I've kind of like mentioned a little bit in the previous thing. Brent Forbes was a huge glow spot for me tonight, just seeing him have a great game. Um, Ethan, what's a glow spot for you, man? I've been trying to figure it out this entire time. Uh, (laughs) You know, I mean, I could go with, again, the 40% as a team from three. Mm -hmm. That's nice to have. Uh, Man, we had 11 blocks on the game. That's great to see. (laughs) Like, I I guess like a big picture thing is we never gave up. Which is a, mm-hmm. which is nice because we had that really long prolonged drought of not being able to get a bucket and they were just slowly creeping in. It was like a slow. We could have let the game get yeah. away from us. That's a great point. It was a mm-hmm. slow death, man. Like yeah. we weren't scoring and they weren't scoring like quickly either. Like they were just like methodically getting buckets and buckets. And Jalen Brunson was slowly starting to cook, and we just watched our lead dwindle, dwindle, and dwindle away. Uh, but we kept fighting in there. We kept trying to, you know play hard-nosed defense. Keldon had that really impressive steal kind of toward the end of the game where we thought maybe we can cut it down, which we did to a three-point game, but ultimately mm-hmm. lost. Um, but I, I just love the grit of this team. There's never an ounce of like, oh, they're not trying anymore. They think that they've lost. Like they, they, they fight all 48 minutes, and it's always a great thing to see. Yeah. What do you think, Jude? You know, I, I really like that point. Like I said, the, the fact that they didn't just lay over is something that like – in a frustrating loss like this for the way that, you know, the mentality that Spurs fans are just accustomed to at this point, that's still a good thing. Um, but as I mentioned this earlier, my biggest glow spot is Jakob Pertl, his rim protection and his glass cleaning. You mentioned that, Rob, and I didn't, like, after you said it, it really opened my eyes after that first Magic game. I mean, it's such an asset to have, like, when you can just have somebody, like, go, okay, let me get this missed shot rebound, put it back in, easy, right? But the way that he's been swatting people, I mean, he's been straight up like disrespecting dudes. He didn't care if it was Anthony Davis. He didn't care if it was Dwight Powell. You know, I mean, obviously Dwight Powell, very different players, but that's the whole point. He's swatting both of them the same and he's playing with that energy and and that intensity that we need him to play with on defense. Um, he's, He's still the glow spot. And just overall with the way that Drew played tonight as well, just rim protection as a whole um, from our posts uh, was pretty solid. Yeah, it's a great point, man. Jakob has honestly looked like our best player from game to game. Uh, he even got like a shout out from, I don't know if you saw like uh, the Ringers, uh, Ryan, the Ryan Rosilla show uh, on the Ringer. He he was talking about the Lakers-Spurs game. Um, if you haven't seen it, uh, just go ahead and check it out. But he gives Jakob a, a, a shout out. 
he was like, yeah, he was in that Kawhi trade. <laughs> he's like, oh, he's he's looking great Him tonight. And you know? Kelton. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. Well, finally, it's he's he's making yeah, Jakob's making us look good on that one uh, this season. Um, but yeah, he's been huge, man. And and it was against the Lakers. I think it was in the third quarter where I was like, just I was like, I'm gonna keep track of what happens when he's like, like what, what's the differential with him on the floor versus off the floor. And with him on the floor, we're like, uh, we're, we're, we're about eight to 10 points better than, than we are with him off the floor. And, and the hard part about that is that it's, it's, it's too obvious. It's too obvious just that when he comes off the floor, everything changes, like everything changes and, and we can't, we cannot get it going, but um, you know, he's, he's been a huge glow spot for me, uh, to this season. I'm just going to kind of roll with you on this one. I, I gotta like, you know, I gotta give him all the credit in the world and I gotta eat crow, uh, when, when I need to eat crow. And I remember this off season, I was saying like, I don't even know what Jakob getting better on offense looks like. I'm just like, I don't know. Just besides dunking the ball. I was like, what else? Like, cause he hadn't really shown much of anything no. else, you know? So I'm just the like, pop but, shot, we had no faith, but oh here my God. it is. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. Like the pop shot that would drive us crazy. He's, he's probably, he's, he, he's like shooting, I think somewhere around 70% in the, in the oh, for yeah, field goal. 72%. Range. Yeah. Hu- huge. It's, it's, I mean, it's swish. Like yes. I mean, he's that got it one, down. That one's going in. He's finishing around the rim. He's dunking a little bit here and there, but the passing, the playmaking, the, the defense went up a notch and like, but offensively, right. The, the screen setting, the way he's like ceiling guys. And it's just like, man, this guy is doing so much more. I was like, why didn't he do this? Why didn't he do this before? I was like, <laughs> we really could have used this Jakob, like right. for the past yeah. two years that you've been on the team. <laughs> and I know like two seasons ago, he really didn't get much playing time. Um, but last year for sure. I mean, we could have used a lot of this last year. Um, but yeah, no, so I, I'm going to roll with you that one on that one that Jakob is, it's just game to game, our best dude. 14 points, 13 rebounds tonight, two assists, one steal, two blocks. I mean, he's he's like those are like freaking like uh uh Nikola or, or Vucevic, like like from like two or three seasons ago, whatever. Vucevic with Orlando was just you know just flat out stuffing the stat sheet. Um, he's he's got a little bit of potential now to to kind of join that elite class of big men. I think in these first five games, I think if you talk about maybe top seven or eight big men like that kind of do that, that skilled craft, you know, like the passing and, and finding guys back door and all that stuff. Jakob, Jakob's fighting, fighting for that. And, and he's a big glow spot. Yeah. So I, the, sh- uh, the shooting from, from uh, Lonnie Walker was great for me tonight. Um, he was five for 11 from the field, right? Uh, two for seven for three, but, but he was putting the ball in the hole. Uh, he played well tonight. The the, the, mm-hmm. It may not look like the most efficient game on the stat sheet, but he took open shots and and made a positive impact. Yeah, Trey Jones played seven minutes. A brief Kirk cameo in there. Yeah, you know, I was thinking coming into this game, I was like, you know what, we're tired, and, and that did show. Um, but I was like, we came off this Laker game, the overtime game, just two days ago. We're gonna see a lot of guys play. I was real excited. I was like, I think we're gonna see more guys play. And then we saw we saw like. Bryn Forbes check in in the first quarter. We saw Trey Jones check in and Keita Bates job checked in. And I was like, good, we're going to, maybe we'll see like Landale and some of these other guys, but nah, the, that game quickly <laughs> went up a notch in stakes when these guys started coming back. All right, guys. So um, we're going to go ahead and talk about a growth spot. And uh, when we get right back and just to let you guys, just to remind you guys that after the show, after we're done with these segments, uh, we're going to go ahead and hit up the live chat for a little bit for those of you guys that are here live. All right. So go Spurs go. Let's go ahead and talk about a growth spot. It's an area that we still need to improve on. Go Spurs, go. 
So Jude, I mean, like you've been saying, it's it's tough. These learning these learning experiences are tough. Uh, what is one <laughs> one thing from tonight's game that we learned? Right, since we're learning things every single game, it feels like. But um, yeah, what what stood out for you? Well, I it's it's hard to choose just one thing. I have so mm. many things I want to talk about. Um, I'm, I I feel like the most prevalent issue tonight. Like out of all the things that I had written down, the one that caused the most issues is just straight up our offensive execution when DeJounte Murray is off the floor. That's just, that's it. I mean, we, we have to have, I mean, and even sometimes when DeJounte is on the floor, we're just passing the ball around the wing and then, oh, Keldon's going to dribble a little bit, can't find anything. Let me pass it to Derek when he does the exact same thing. And we're just doing that. And it's like, this is reminding me of, Patty Mills, DeMar DeRozan, and Rudy Gay guys like don't, mm -hmm. you know, not to a much lesser extent, obviously. Yeah. Um, but mm -hmm. y'all get what I'm saying. The stagnation is when our offense has issues. So we got to figure out some sets and stuff like that. But what I will say is this may also have been exaggerated because of the fact that Doug McDermott was hurt. Because I feel like even though we've had slow starts and we still have been trying to find those guys to like get a bucket um, in some senses, like even when Doug's on the floor, still like I feel like we run more plays when Doug's in the offense just by the nature of him running off of screens and his off ball movement. Um, but yeah, it, it's just that offensive execution when DeJounte's off the floor. Huge, huge. What do you think, Ethan? Ditto. And I'm going to add we have to find a better way to get Keldon Johnson involved in the offense. Because uh, right now it seems like he's trying to force it way too much in the sense that he gets the ball and he has, he's just going to do one thing. And, and the best thing that he does is also the worst thing that he does, which is just yeah. grab it and go a million miles an hour straight to the hole. And if it's not there, he's going to like pick up his dribble and kind of freak out. And like, where am I going to give this maybe travel a couple times and throw it back out? There's not a lot of like, <laughs> yeah. like methodical. Okay. I'm going to take it, take him off the dribble a little bit. If it's not there, I'll pass it mm -hmm. back out. Maybe run off the screen. There's none of that. Mm -hmm. And it's, resulted in him his efficiency getting a lot worse i think he had 26 points in which game was it was that the very the, first uh, magic the, the the denver game too he went off oh wow he went off in the denver 20, game? 20 27 in denver i think 27 in denver yeah, yeah. When, when he's on he's great but he's it's just it's the one dimensionalness of his involvement in our offense that mm -hmm. that worries me because he's a great player and i think we all expected great things from him this season uh, but it's so hot and cold hot mm -hmm. and cold because if that one thing that he does so great isn't working he's basically not involved and that's, that's that, a, that worries me that's a great that's a great point that's a great point 10 points tonight um i think he had he was our leading scorer i think I, on average i think he's putting up like what 15 15 a game or something like that because he had that big he had a big game against orlando you guys are right yeah. but he also had a huge game against denver just to follow that up um but you're you're absolutely right. And how do we get him more involved without I feel like stopping the ball? I feel like if if we want to do that, if we want to get him touches, because I feel like Keldon could eventually have that kind of back you down, Kawhi Leonard. Who's our leading scorer coming into this game? Which yeah. is there, there you go. Yeah, but he does it like I that's why I say it's it's ugly. It's not pretty, right? He's doing it off steals, off putbacks, off um, you know. He has on. I don't know. He's only hit maybe one or two threes uh, so far this season. His mid-range jumper looked great against Denver. That's what I'm saying, man. That Denver game, he was mm -hmm. like the best player on the floor for about 
80% of that game when he was on there, when he was in there um, for us at least. But uh, yeah, so that's, that's huge. That's a huge thing. And, and it's something that I think we talked about. I think when uh, Jude, when you, I and TSR sports did this, did the show, um, I guess it was Magic against or- or- Orlando. You know, one of my big concerns was like, okay, you know, Doug McDermott's not in the game. And, and that's because Doug McDermott is, and I'm, I'm approaching this like if he's our only like secu- security blanket. And, and he's he's shown to us that like he's not, right? Like yeah. he's either going to be on or completely off. Like that's 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 what we've gotten out of him this season. Um, and then so I'm thinking, okay, so who who's it going to be? You know, and it's it, to me, it's 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 showing DeJounte. It's like all DeJounte. DeJounte's our guy that we can actually count on. Derek hasn't gotten there yet. Keldon hasn't gotten there yet cons- consistently, right? And Jakob's our our second most consistent guy, I think, so far in this starting lineup. And and to me, the question eventually becomes, and I don't think it's anytime soon. I'm thinking maybe after this like first 15, 20 games, do we need to make an adjustment for Keldon? Do we need to bring Keldon off the bench? Can we can we put him in a better position to do what he does and be successful at it? off the bench against second units and things like that. You start bringing him and Lonnie Walker off the bench together. I always liked that, um, you know, last season. Um, whenever it did happen, whenever they're in the game together, they have great chemistry. Um, so, you know, I think there's there's some of those questions to be had moving forward. And, you know, I think Devin Vassell's that guy that kind of comes in for either – uh, I, it was lock, it was Lonnie Walker tonight. Lonnie Walker got the the, the nod tonight, right? Um, and I thought he played okay, but I still like the idea of Devin in there to to start the game. So that's a huge goal spot. I mean, a grow spot from both of you guys. Actually, I'm right here with you, Jude. I have it. I don't know if you can sit down there. It's like ex- execution <laughs> on that last play. What the heck were we doing when it, the the ball ended up here? I don't know what happened to my overlay. The, the ball ended up. In Jakob's hand for like a little floater off DJ's like little kickoff, you know what I'm talking about? Like the the one that we called a, a timeout for, because like d- first Derek White, we couldn't score in that transition opportunity, and that was huge, man. Like we needed to score that. Like 30 seconds left, we got the ball, and and Derek White couldn't get the shot off. We couldn't find anything out of transition, and then we had to call the timeout. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. That that play right after that, you know, we drew something up, and I don't know what the heck it was for. We we're, I think we were down three. And I don't know, like DeJounte turns down a shot or misses a shot and then he ends up ends up in Jakob's hand. I don't know, man. It was yeah, just like a, yeah. Yeah, it was just it's just like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? And that's already two or three times now down the stretch. Last last time it, it happened as well. It was just like, can we execute in the fourth quarter? And it's on both ends. It's not just on on offense. Like we need to execute a way to win, right? Like we we're in these games. It means that you know certain things have to go right. And when they do. We have to be ready to execute on those opportunities. And it's that's that's a lot of learning, right? So these guys are doing a lot of learning here in the, here in the beginning of the season. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. I'm all right with that. Moving I can I can give you some more if you want. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right. So hands overall as a team holding on to the ball. Derek has had major issues with this this year. It's come out of nowhere. I don't know what's going on. Um, we see it a little bit with Drew Eubanks. We see it even a little bit with Jakob. We literally see it with everybody. There's just been a little bit of, you know, lost touch on the dribble. It's like everybody's turning into Lonnie a little bit, even oh, though yeah. Lonnie's getting better. It's 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 a weird thing. But yeah. that is one thing because those are just freebies that we're giving up. Yeah. But two, our defensive rotations. How many times did Jakob Pertle 
get on Luka Doncic on the perimeter. And then it's like, we're surprised that he's hitting these step back threes. It's like, dude, this guy literally was winning championships in professional basketball, like four years ago in a different league. But (laughs) it's just, I I'm like, you're, they kept letting it happen. Everybody's just like no help defense, like er, er, at all. And I understand that you don't want to leave some guy open or let him cut, but it's like at that point, like, you know what it's going to be like, at Mm -hmm. least go over and try to help him and try to force, you know, like a turnover where it's into a pass. I mean, they even stole some of Lucas passes, like, you know, do it again. Yeah. That frustrated me at the end of the game. I'm like, you're just letting this happen. And then there were other times where people have been left open throughout the season. Um, I will say in the last episode, I talked about how Kieta Bates was a little slow. Um, He he got better this game. I watched a couple of specific plays where he knew where to be, but still there Mm -hmm. were times where guys were left wide open and given easy mid-range jumpers, whether it's Tim Hardaway Jr. or whoever, but just still, we're still learning how to play team defense. So got to get better at that too. Yeah. Anything else, Ethan? Vent to me. Let me let me hear it, man. Let me hear it. Yeah, I mean, I'm here for Jude it. pretty much took all of them. Yeah. No, I know, man. It's tough. It's just it's like it's we do a tough. show together. Yeah. <laughs> we just yeah. have a we have a whole segment called Jude's Rants. <laughs> yeah, guys. So those of you guys that are watching right now, thank you guys for hanging out with us live. Right, if you're watching live, please smash that like button down below. Chant Ghostbusters go when you do. Uh, again, this is Jude and this is Ethan from SSPN. Make sure to go ahead and check out their channel on YouTube as well. Um, and uh, and guys, before I, I, I let you guys go, any final thoughts just on this game or, or on the next game? I, we got Milwaukee again this weekend um, in Milwaukee this time. Y'all got any thoughts on that? Shoot. I mean, you just told me that and now I'm depressed. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, it, you know, that'll be another another probably tough one. Look. If we can hang around with that Milwaukee team again, I don't know what their injury report's looking like. I don't know if Brooke Lopez and all those guys, uh, Drew Holiday, but well, no, wait, is Drew Holiday even on the Bucks still? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay, good. I, I don't know why I thought for some reason he might have not been. But yeah, both of those guys coming back will be a problem. Um, but if we can somehow keep that honestly within like 15 mm-hmm. points, if those guys are back, I'm cool with it. Uh, just hang around, be competitive in that game, and then go play the Pacers and try to win. Yeah, yeah. We got the Pacers on Monday, man. <laughs> we got the Pacers on Monday. Yes, uh, finally. Um, and that's not even a guaranteed win. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. They're 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 all right this season. They're playing pretty good. Um, Magic, Ethan, you got, Friday, oh, November 5th. <laughs> yes, yes. They're cir- circle that one. Circle that one. We got Milwaukee, Indiana, Dallas again, Orlando, Oklahoma City. Uh, those are our next five games. So, you know, we, we have a chance to maybe bring this up to about four and – I don't know, four and six, four and seven, maybe by the end of the next week or two. So, so we'll see, man, as long as we keep, you know, learning and, 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 you know, moving forward after these losses, uh, Ethan, you got anything on this, on this game or anything moving forward? Uh, I just hope Doug McDermott comes back as quickly as possible because he Mm -hmm. definitely has an entire layer to our offense, especially if DeJounte is not on the court. Yeah. And uh, Derek needs to show me something soon or I'm going to be hopping off the train pretty quick because he's been mm-hmm. pretty abysmal uh, mm-hmm. since he had that 20 point performance. I think against Orlando was when he last had it was only points. 16, but that was his was last 16. good game. Yeah, he needs to show me something quick offensively. Defensively, he's pretty much always been consistent, but he's got he's got to start scoring if he's going to be our highest paid player. I don't know if you're about to say this, Rob, you're about to talk about the field goal stat. No broadcast. No. Okay. Well, just, I was going to say that that is despite Derek struggles, he is leading like the entire league right now. Like players 
playing against him, they're shooting 33%, which is the lowest in the entire league. He's up there with like DeAndre Jordan, you know, like basically all these posts that, that get blocks and stuff. So despite Derek's struggles, he's like leading the league in, in opponent field goal percentage on guys that one-on-one against him. So look, man, you one sliver of hope. (laughs) You mentioned that block. Oh my God. God, I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, man. And Derek actually has been making some late game plays for us, like, you know, deflections. Like he got us off the second Murray missed free throw against the Lakers. He was able to turn that into a, you know, loose ball for us. And um, yeah, I mean, yeah, but but I'm with you, Ethan. I mean, like Derek, Derek needs to turn it on eventually. We can't just let He's our Derek, highest paid player. We, and and yeah, and and to me, I'm okay with him like coming off the bench and getting paid what he gets paid. That's fine. Um, but we need him. We can't just take like, we can't take too long. We can't take too long. I really like what the Spurs are doing this season. Like if you're not playing well, they sit you. I think that's, they've done that a few times. Like they do that with Bryn. Like yeah. Bryn, if you're not going to hit your first two shots, it's like, bye. You know what I mean? And then Doug McDermott in the last game, he was off and they sat him. Um, you know, so, you know, Lonnie, same thing. You know what I mean? So, uh, with Derek, you know, I think his defense is is irreplaceable like i just can't i just can't see uh, i can't see us doing it because he's one of the best defenders in the league in my opinion but um man offensively it's 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 it hurts and and there's just so many cool options that you can kind of throw out there to replace him with you want go lonnie you go devin you know you go you go big or whatever you know you get another big in there i don't know what, whatever you want to do because you can kind of shuffle keldon up to the three you know whatever however you want to play it so, so yeah, that's going to be interesting. Again, I don't, I'm not sure if we make too many adjustments for a little, for a little while, mm-hmm. but, but that's, that's definitely something to, to keep your eye on moving forward. But all right, guys, uh, I'm gonna let you guys go. It was a great night. Thank you guys for coming on. Uh, Jude, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you, man? Yeah, well, you can find me on Twitter at Jude McLaren. You can also find me on SSPN on YouTube. Yes, it's literally a play on words of what you would think. S is for Spurs, like ESPN, no copyright, but that is our channel. Um, we do some lives, and then we also do some reaction videos whenever there's breaking news, like when Lucas Samanich got cut. So just literally type in SSPN on your podcast platform, Apple, Spotify, whatever, um, or on YouTube, and that's where you can find me, at Jude McLaren. I do it with my guy, Ethan, who is about to talk to y'all. Yeah, Ethan, holler at Spurs Nation, man. Hollering at Spurs Nation. This is Ethan Quintero. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Ethan underscore Quintero. Uh, I'm also on SSPN, YouTube, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcasts. You pretty much summed it up, so I won't take too much of your time. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for, for coming on. Uh, we'll, we'll see you guys soon, man. Yes, thank sir. You, thank you all. Go Spurs, go. Go Spurs, go.